Welcome to the newly resigned Kingsman Grooming Products Studio. This is How to Build a Tent. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening, sharing the show, tagging the show, subscribing if you're watching on YouTube. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for being here for almost 400 episodes. We're creeping up. We're creeping up onto those 400. That's a lot of shows, and I couldn't do it without you guys supporting me. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Today, I want to talk about the $600 holdup to the $2 trillion trillion bailout. And I want to talk about the post I would think, I would thought, think, fought, clock, what? I would think I'd get the least amount of pushback. I would have nobody that was a Christian disagree with me. And yet I did. And yet I did. And so we'll talk about that today. I can't believe it. The posts that you think are going to be super controversial rarely are. And then the one, well, not all the time. Some of them, you know, are just going to be juicy. You're going to get into it. And then the ones that you think are super innocent, somehow they always end up being a stickler for some people. We'll talk about that today. Uh, we are part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put an HGBT in a memo field. You'll get a sweet mug. You'll get tons of great benefits. And you'll get $100 off the conference. That's probably the only conference you'll be able to go to this year. You might as well go to the Fight, Laugh, Feast one on October 1st through 3rd in Nashville, Tennessee. Also, I'm kind of excited about this. I am probably doing something that I shouldn't do as a business person is I'm rolling out my website and announcing it to you before it's really done. There's still some things that I want to get changed on that and fixed. And I'm just going to go in there and do it myself when I have some time. But I bring it up only to say this. is A lot of you have been asking, where can you get this sweet how to build a tent hat? Where can I get a mug? Where can I get more mugs? Where can I get shirts? Let's say how to build a tent. Not this shirt. This is a hockey shirt. This is an all-star shirt I got when I played hockey. And I got picked for the all-star game. Um, but we have all those things now at the store. We got stickers, iPhone cases, all that stuff. So if you go over to howtobuildatent.com, you can pick up that stuff. There's pretty much nothing else there right now. But you can go through and check out and order something for yourself or for a friend. And uh, you can represent your how to build a tent swag and swagger because you guys definitely have swagger if you're listening to this show. And what else today? Oh, my goodness. There's just so much to go. There's so much to talk about. I hear Idaho just shut down for 21 days. <laughs> oh, man, you guys uh, cross politic and the rest of the Fight Left Feast members, you need to move to a more conservative state like Florida where we have freedom our governor doesn't tell us to stay in our house or else. It's you know it's really nice. You get it's really comfortable out here in Florida. You got all this freedom. You get to stretch around and carry your weapon. You know, just do as you please. All you Idaho people used to think you were super conservative. <laughs> uh, anyways, so uh, there's this six hundred dollar issue that is holding up. This $2 trillion bailout package. And I want to get to this in a second to kind of put into context on how big this is. I actually tweeted about it a couple days ago. Not controversial like this other tweet. But I want to just kind of explain what's going on. So apparently, in order to get this deal out quickly, which is exactly what you want to do when you're spending $2 trillion. I've never heard of any other institution, organization that has 
been proud of or admitted to rushing through spending $2 trillion. In fact, I don't think I've ever even heard of another organization or entity spending $2 trillion. But only the government would admit and almost be proud of the fact that they were rushing through a bill to spend $2 trillion. Just let that sink in. Are we not the biggest fools in the world? I mean, seriously, we're rushing to spend $2 trillion. And we're like $23 trillion in debt, but eh, who cares? It's just money. We don't live for possessions, baby. We live for the, the eternal life. Who cares how much money we spend? <laughs> uh, but so they're, they're trying to rush this through. I'm in a little funny mood today. I got uh, busy rearranging my desk and all excited. So now you can actually see things behind me instead of a blank wall. They were getting to have some issues with this because it, some senators were fearing that it would incentivize people not to work. Could you imagine paying people to not work or to lose their jobs would be incentivizing them not to go to work? Now, I think this whole thing's silly, but this little argument is silly, too, because these payments aren't reoccurring from what I understand. And if they are reoccurring, it's even more silly. But would you quit your job or get fired for a one-time payment of $600? That doesn't sound right. Would you give up your position and whatever kind of security you feel you have in that position for $600? I mean, you would have to be barely making money and hating your job and thinking and being pretty confident that you could get another job. And just the fact that this stuff wasn't caught and thought about before passing a $2 trillion bill just makes you realize how foolish we are. Have I mentioned how foolish we are? <laughs> how do you vote and pass for $2 trillion budget and then kind of do a take back? Like, oh, 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 we didn't catch this. But you know what happened. One of their aides thought, hmm, 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 this might not be a good idea. This might not go too well. But they passed it, or they didn't pass it. Bernie Sanders might be holding it up, which is the most irony of all ironies. Bernie Sanders isn't happy with a $2 trillion spending bill by the government. <laughs> uh, you guys might be thinking, Matt, you're going crazy. Why are you laughing so much? You're so silly. And it's like, well, why not be in these times, right? You drink, be merry, for tomorrow we are more in debt. What else is I going to say about this? Oh, so there's a $2 trillion. Okay, so this is what I tweeted and I put on my Facebook. And I just want to give you a little perspective on this. Last year, our GDP, our gross domestic product, that is, how much our economy produced in a dollar amount? $19.4 trillion, right around there, give or take. If you divide that by how many days are in a year, that's 365 days. That basically comes down to $50 billion a day in production is how much last year, in 2019, it was a good year, we were making as an economy $50 billion a day. So just loosely putting some numbers on this, a 14-day shutdown, a 14-day economic shutdown would come to about if $50 billion a day is what we were making last year per day, a $700 billion in lost production, $700 billion. 
and we're spending two trillion dollars on payouts, subsidies, benefits, whatever you want to call them. Four trillion dollars in addition to that. Let's not forget about that. That is going to the banks for liquidity if needed for loans for making the economy be able to borrow more money. So really six trillion dollars. Six trillion. And this is the third package, I believe, right? There's been two others. And this doesn't even include all the other spending we're going to be doing not related to this bailout. But just think about that. $700 billion in lost productivity. And we're spending $2 trillion on a bailout. That's $1.3 trillion more than lost productivity. Doesn't that sound like government written all over it? Oh, my goodness. It's crazy, guys. We're a bunch of fools. We're a bunch of fools led by fools that we keep voting back in. And like I said, I think I said this yesterday. They've been in longer than we've been. A lot of us have been alive. They've been in politics. That means we keep voting them in, which makes us as big of fools, if not more than them. This show is brought to you by Kingsman Grooming Products. You can see them in the back. I put them up there in my bookshelf. They have beard products, aftershave products, pre-bomb products, lotions, leather products. They got tons of great stuff. You go over to Kingsman Grooming Products or KingsmanGroomingPros.com. Put in HTPT when you check out. You got 10% off. They have great quality products. And they are a Christian company that you can support, which, as we'll find out, could be a little controversial. Womp, womp, womp. But seriously, you guys got to check these products out. Just go try it. It's fantastic. Kingsman Grooming Products. This is like the perfect time. Go try out a new product for your facial hair, for your beard, for your skin while you're at home. And if you don't like it, hey, no one else saw it, just you. But you're going to love it because this stuff is seriously, it's amazing. I'm never going back to anything else again. And I'm totally serious about that. Go over to Kingsman Grooming Products, kingsmangroomingpros.com. Put in that HGBT and get 10% off. Use that money you're going to get from the government. $3,000 I'm hearing... That's possibly what it is for a family with two kids. Cha-ching! Spend some of that at kingsmangroomingbrides.com. All right. Time for the most controversial tweet that I've ever had. No, it's not ever had. I don't want to embellish and over-exaggerate. But I was tweeting, and I would think, you know, coming up with an encouragement for Christian businesses like yours or mine. Like, hey, guys, as a Christian body, maybe we should support Christian businesses, specifically small businesses that are going to be hurt the most from this. Innocent, right? Lovable, you know, thoughtful, caring. That's who I am. That's all I am. I'm thoughtful, caring, and lovable. Just ask everyone who follows me on Twitter. But no. I got called a segregationist. I got called anti-capitalist. By several people. Now, a lot of people liked it and retweeted it. Thank you for that, by the way. But I couldn't believe it. From Christians. These were Christians having a problem with Christians supporting Christian businesses. Guys, how is this a problem? How is this an issue? From a capitalist perspective... People were saying things like, a few people were saying this. I thought you were a capitalist, Matt. 
I, what happened to being a libertarian, which I don't know if I'm a libertarian. I, I agree with a lot of what libertarians believe. You don't believe in the free market. That's not free market. The free market is finding the best quality product at the cheapest, most efficient price. It's about finding the cheapest product. It's about, you know, being competitive and competing. And if your company sucks, you should go out of business. That is not the free market. Okay. First of all, let's just talk about what the free market is for example. And we'll talk about the supply and demand curve too, because it's not even that. The free market is the combination or the eclectic decisions of individuals making decisions based on what they think is going to provide them the most value. The free market is just that. It's freedom. It doesn't mean that you're always going to go to the company with the best products, the cheapest price, but it's going to be the decision that brings the most value to yourself. Now, in some cases, that means that the value is more than the product. And we do this all the time. How many people go to Chick-fil-A when there's all these anti-Chick-fil-A protests, anti-LGBTQ? I mean, not anymore because they have lobbyists that are for the LGBTQ. But back in the day when Chick-fil-A was actually taking a stand for Christian values, the lines were out the door. Now... Was that chicken sandwich worth the value of not just only the payment, but waiting hours and hours and the time, the opportunity cost of what else you could have been doing? No, but you were receiving more value than the actual product or the service. You were receiving the, well, I shouldn't say receiving it, but you were providing support for a company that shared your values, which was you were benefiting from an alliance you were benefiting from supporting a company that was taking a stand and that was going to be on your side you were working as a team together that's free market not free market would be forcing people to go or not go to chick-fil-a but because you as individuals made eclectic decisions you made a decisions together or the same decisions multiple times you created a line you created demand and you supported the chick-fil-a sandwich even though the time wasted plus the money spent on that sandwich was not worth the sandwich. It was a terrible value. But that was still a free market. And the second thing is even if it isn't the best price or it isn't always the best quality, that doesn't mean that no one's going to buy it. It's not a zero-sum game. When you're moving up and down the supply and demand curve, it's saying that it's going to be a gradual chain. Not as much people are going to buy your products the higher they are. Not as many people are going to buy your products at the certain cost or quality of the products. There's all these different curves that indicate who's going to buy your product. And that's why when it truly you are efficient, when you do have great prices, when you do have great qualities, a lot of people buy from you, but not everybody does. And it doesn't mean it's partly the free market and partly not the free market. Another argument I got, another pushback. It's don't give them charity. Go donate to a charity. Give to them if they're out of a job. Go give to the church and have the church give to them. Now, what is the difference? And how is this free market? How is a charity free market capitalism, but not just going to support a business by giving them business before they go out of business and need charity? But that isn't capitalism. So it's capitalist and you're cool with everyone 
if you give someone who's out of a job and out of a business money or you give them support, meals, all that stuff, but it's not capitalism if you go and help them stay in business. It just doesn't make sense, guys. It doesn't make sense. And then to this point of being called a segregationist, I'm not saying you can't talk to other people or you can't do business with other people. I'm simply just saying maybe we should stick together as a church, as a family, and help each other out. I feel like there is overwhelming support in the Bible for brethren putting other brothers and sisters first as far as giving, benefiting, charity, support. We're supposed to be taking care of us first as an example to the world. The poor will be with us always, right? And I'm not even saying you can't do things for the poor. You can't shop at non-Christian companies. But we should be extremely focused and more conscious and more intentional about supporting Christian businesses and Christians, buying from the Christian flower shop, buying from the tool store. Now, what I'm not saying, what other people were inferring that I was saying is that even if they suck, the business sucks, they're rude, they don't give you good customer service, their prices are outrageous, or they're maybe an hour away from where you are, I'm not saying you should patron their shops, that you should buy from them, that you should take their services and their products. Not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that if it is a good business and you have a choice between two good businesses, go to the Christian one. Go to the small business that's going to be struggling. If you need a hammer and you know of a Christian hardware store, don't go to Lowe's. Go to the Christian hardware store. Even if it's like 50 cents more or a dollar more for the hammer, it's worth it. Because we need Christians in business for the whole reason why we have this show. Because we need people with money. We need people with influence. We need people that are respected in the community that can put forth the gospel message, that could put forth Christian values, and that can proclaim the lordship of Jesus in every area in life. And if we're not willing to choose Christian businesses over non-Christian businesses when everything else is virtually equal then we're not going to be winning, guys. And if we have a problem with it and we have a tiff about it and we think free market capitalism is better and we should never, ever do anything besides the cold, hard facts, or the cold, hard business, the math of it, where if it's the best value at the best price, guys, we're going to be missing it. We need to think strategically. We need to think like we're at wartime. Like Cuomo said in his press conferences, the president likes talking about war. I don't know. That's a bad impersonation. I don't listen to that much even though he talks. But well, guys, we're at war. And it the more Christian businesses we have, the better off we're going to be. The more the churches are going to have funds, the more that our ministries are going to be supported, the more they're going to be able to help us out when we're in bad times. Let's keep the Christian businesses in business. Let's support them. Let's go out and be successful. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.